Hello and welcome to the You Prosper podcast, the show guiding millennials to winning with money. Now, here is your host, Rodney. Enjoy the show. This is the You Prosper podcast. Um, I have a special guest today, my good friend Anton. Um, today we're going to talk about how to save money, some saving money hacks, and also um, some information about buying your first car. Um, Anton, do you want to take a second yeah. and introduce yourself? Yeah. Uh, what's up, guys? My name's Anton. I graduated Waterloo around three years ago, and now I am working as a structural engineer at a local Toronto firm. I am planning to move out soon, and I've been saving money for the past three years, so I have some things on my mind that I just want to bring up um, as a 25-year-old on some things that you can do to save uh, money and actually buy the things that you want. So, yeah. All right. Uh, sounds good. Um, so just to get right into things, um, you wanted to share some of your um, hacks for saving money that you've been using over the past few years to um, accelerate your savings for that down payment. So let's, yeah. let's hear um, Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot of ways that you can uh, save your money but I just found that these 10 things that I came up with relatively quickly, um, these are the things that worked for me. And again, it, it will vary from person to person. Um, but uh, if you use some of these, I, I'm sure that it'll help you in achieving your financial independence or whatever you want. So my first tip uh, would be to pay yourself first and then spend. So what I mean by that is when you get a paycheck, you get automatic uh, withdrawals. And I remember you and I, we talked about this previously um, set up in your bank. So once you get that paycheck, it'll automatically go into your savings account, uh, some of that money, and then the rest you are free to spend. Sorry, what was that? Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, Yeah, like I think that the easiest way to save money is to just set it up so it's automatically taken out of your account so you have no you have no um what's the word you can't spend it because it's already gone (laughs) yeah yeah and you don't have that extra amount of money that you can just rely on and you and you just see it in your checking account and then you're like oh okay i've got all this money i can just go and buy uh this new console that i wanted or go on (laughs) facebook marketplace and maybe some car parts, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that like, if you want to hit your savings goal of saving, like, let's say you want to save $500 a month. If you just set it up that every time you get paid, get paid bi-weekly that 250 gets withdrawn, then you're going to hit your target almost 90% of the, like a hundred percent of the time, unless you Mm -hmm. decide to cancel one of those like automatic withdrawals, then you don't hit your targets. Yeah. And the best thing is, yeah, you just don't even have to think about it. Right. Um, yeah. So, and, and then the next step, uh, the next part to that step would be to learn to invest your money. So once that money goes into some of your savings accounts, right, let's say, um, and some of that money could actually go into your investing account, um, either through, there's multiple brokerages here. One of uh, the ones that I use is called Quest Trade. 
and let's say $250 um, goes into your savings and then $250 goes into your Quest Trade account. And then from there on, you can, you can pick the stocks or ETFs and, and go from there. Um, but yeah, pretty so, much what, yeah. Uh, yeah. So one thing about Quest Trade, I use Quest Trade as well. Um, if you want to get $50 in free trades, you can use my link in the description and you can get $50 in free trades using Quest Trade. And uh, I've been using Quest Trade for maybe five years now and I really like their service. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty quick. I, I noticed that their app um, doesn't have such high ratings. I'm not exactly sure why. I think it's due to their um, updates um, for, their, for their stock prices. Like it's not that frequent. Have and you found any uh, problems with the app though? Okay, not with the app, but with the actual browser. Um, mm -hmm. So if I go on Google Chrome, so sometimes my my laptop and my app would be showing me completely different amounts. Um, so my app are you, would be more. Are you logged in? At, uh, are you logged into the app and the website at the same time? I yeah yeah. I think that might be why. Okay. I think okay. if you're logged into at the same time, I think mm -hmm. that's how like there can be problems that like, yeah. So I usually just use them like, it, like at different times, right? Like if I'm out, I'll use sure. the app, but if I'm at home, I'll use the, the desktop app. Um, okay. But okay. I think, so yeah. you haven't run into any issues then? Yeah. I haven't run into any issues and I also don't use them at the same time. So perhaps that, okay. that could be why. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll look into it. Um, so yeah, the, the second step, um, is to be frugal. Um, there's a whole, I think, misconception is that when people, for example, say that you're frugal, it's pointed out as a bad thing. Um, it's really not, it, it, it actually goes to show that you're smart with your money, that you can, you're looking at different ways and, um, you're saving for your future. Right. So, mm -hmm. and some of the things that you can do in order not to be, um, in order to be frugal is to don't go out as much. Um, and one of the things is to ask your friends uh, to come over if you have your own place or even if you live at your parents' home um, instead of going out. So you can obviously just order in food, and which is probably going to be cheaper because of no tips. It also saves on transportation costs that many people don't think about, such as parking um, and also drinks. A lot of people on their birthdays, for example, order drinks and that could really add up uh, to the bill. Whereas if you just host it at home, then you can just go to the nearby LCBO or alcohol store and just use that alcohol at home, which is probably going to be around like four to three times as cheap as going and buying drinks at a bar or restaurant. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's a good tip to stay at home. But like uh, knowing mm -hmm. us, you know, it's it's hard to say let's <laughs> stay home when it's somebody's birthday or something. Yeah, and and so I mean, yeah, staying at home it depends obviously what type of person you are. Um, such as like we have some friends that you know um are a bit more introverted. They like to stay at home and uh, host like barbecues, for example on their birthdays. Um, so that's, I feel like a really good way mm -hmm. of just saving some money. Um, but yeah, when I say that, I mean, you're not just limited to, um, not going out at all. Like you can still go out, but maybe limited to once a week or once every two weeks, right. Uh, for a special occasion. 
And other than that, just whenever your friends want to hang out, you can just um, invite them over to your house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the third tip that I, that I had was uh, to have a 30 day rule for when you're buying things. So I think people just in general are really bad. Um, and I mean, this is because of the way that our world works based on capitalism. And whenever the people see like a fancy new thing, they obviously just want to put in their cart and just buy it as soon as possible. They don't really think about whether or not they need it. So that's why I have, or I think I just read up on this, but whenever you want something, just wait 30 days and see if you actually still want it. If you do still want it, um, you can obviously buy it and it'll probably give you um, a good sense of relief. The fact that you bought it um, and you're actually using it rather than wasting your money and then you not be able to return it or you posting it somewhere for sale. Do you, do you only use this rule for big purchases or is it for anything? Uh, you know what? Yeah, I would say this would probably be for big purchases. Anything over $100. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that would, yeah, I would use the 30-day rule. Or for clothing, maybe. Even if clothing is a bit less expensive, um, when you go to the store, you get uh, swept up you know, and by trying out clothes and then you find something that you really like or by sales and then you end up buying a lot of things. But if you just wait, let's say um, even a week for clothes um, and then you can go, you can always go back to that store and get that same thing. Do you, so about sales, do you like, I, if if I find something I like, I don't usually like buy it right away. I usually like, Oh, that's nice. Maybe I'll wait for it to go on sale and then I'll buy it. Yeah. That's one of the things like I do also because you like clothes and shoes and stuff always go on sale eventually. So you just need to wait a bit and you can eventually get it for a cheaper price. Yeah. That's the thing. And also another tip that I heard for when you're going shopping is to actually write down on a list what you need. So you're not just going there blindly and you're just swept up by all for grocery shopping or anything in general for yeah i would say for anything in general even for like electronics right uh best buy (laughs) like i'm a big culprit of just going into best buy and being like oh okay this really you buy a lot of stuff there well i want to i want to now i've developed like more (laughs) resistance to all that uh to all those sales but especially at the counter line you have all these things that are like they're there for a reason, right? But they're like 50 to $100 and it's very affordable. For example, like external hard drives, they're usually oh, yeah. at, the, at the checkout line and it, it's hard to resist not uh, picking one up, even though I agree. On, you may not need it. On Black Friday, there was like a five terabyte yeah. external hard drive, for like a hundred bucks. And I'm yeah. like, I don't need this, but I want this so badly. Yeah. <laughs> Five yeah. terabytes for a hundred bucks. It's such I mean, good value. I mean, that, that is, that is a great value actually. Yeah. <laughs> Five terabytes. Yeah. yeah I think I yeah, bought mine, I... my two terabyte one for like 80. So. Yeah. So yeah, you get more like 2.5 times the storage. Yeah. 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 So s- sometimes it works out, but yeah, having a list um, now when I go to Best Buy and let's say I have an item in mind, I just go get that item and um, just go out of the store. Like I don't really you're look, still, I don't spend. You're still going to Best Buy? You don't just buy it online? No, I still I still like going to Best Buy and actually uh, oh, yeah? picking it up. 
Um, the reason why is the majority of the times I, if I, if I decided that I want something, I want it like <laughs> very shortly. So I just go oh, into the store and I buy it I the day of, um, instead of waiting for three days or four days, whatever it is. Um, considering your 30 day rule, mm -hmm. it's, it's like you, you say you're going to buy it. So you wait 30 days. You, I, I'm guessing you just like put a note somewhere or like a note in your phone saying like 30 days from today. One thing I've heard of other people doing is that they actually pull that money out of their checkings account. Okay. Now they're put in a separate account or they just withdraw it in cash. So it's like the money is already gone. And it's like, how do you feel about it now? Like you, cause you lost mm. the money out of your checkings account because you mm -hmm. theoretically spent it already. And if after 30 days you're still okay with not having that money, then you can go ahead and like use that cash to buy whatever you wanted. Yeah, that's another I mean, thing I've heard people doing. I I personally n never done it, but uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that is a tip that uh, maybe could help some people out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one step. Um, that's what you just told me. That's one step ahead of of what I'm doing. I'm in terms of writing it down. Uh, yeah, you can write it down. You can make a, a note in your calendar uh, saying yeah. you're now uh, you can now buy this thing. But for or me, like, it's more yeah, of like, like a set mental. Like a, set like a reminder on your phone, a notification like yeah. you can buy yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a good way of just saving money and making sure you don't get swept up by all this marketing, right? Because yeah. marketing, um, really works and, and that's how our world runs so i agree so it's not your fault for for buying things on sale or buying that external hard drive you know it's yeah and it's meant to pretty much um to target our low points i think people spend a lot more money when um yeah they, they're they're feeling down or whatever so so then they think that they need something yeah, I agree. Like mm -hmm. these marketers, like it is their job to get you to buy it. <laughs> so they're trying their best to get you to buy it and you try your best to, uh, to not. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, to so this is withhold just yourself. A, yeah. yeah, so this is just a, a way of getting out of the system. Maybe yeah. not fully out of it, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, one foot out. So yeah, the next thing I, I know you and I, we do things a bit differently, but it's to use tracking tools. I use mint, yeah. uh, which is a great app. Pretty much it's free. It's available on iTunes and you just download it onto your phone. You enter in your personal information. And I think you enter in through like a sign on partner with Tangerine or whichever bank you're with. And then it links all your accounts together and you can actually just see all your all your accounts and how much money you have in them and you can track your progress and you can track your net worth. Also, if you do have a mortgage, it shows that as well. You can and, track your net worth using uh, mint. Yeah. And it actually shows up right at the top. So really it makes it very clear. Yeah. It's like a big green right. or red. Um, <laughs> or, no, no, it's not red. Yeah. I think it goes gray if you're in the negatives. Um, okay. But yeah, it just shows up like, your, your net worth in green at the very top. So I, I, that's the app that I probably log on to the most after let's really? say Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. Okay. So. I think I really need to get on mint. I need to at least test it out and see if I like it. Yeah. And what I like about it too, is that you can set tracking goals. So I put in, um, a condominium. So just saving mm -hmm. up for the first condo. 
and I have a goal of, okay, let's say $50,000, right? So then every single day or every single month, it actually shows like a progress update and it's, it tells you, I think it even emails you, but it definitely notifies you saying that, okay, you're this far away from reaching your goal. And it's, uh, it just shows it in like a table format uh, or sorry, in a chart format. So it's easier, it's easy to track and see your progress. I see. Um, and yeah, you're saying and, that like mm -hmm. all of your credit cards show up on mint. Yes. All, all your credit cards, all your personal, I didn't, I don't even think I needed to enter my, because I have, I have multiple credit cards with one is with TD. The other was with Tangerine. And then I also had a Scotia bank account. Um, all of those were linked at the same time. So I, I just see. entered in one of them, I think, and yeah. it just linked so all my accounts. So they must be using your SIN number probably like it, you're, you're probably something like that. It, it could be, it could be, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but, um, yeah, I don't, I, I mean, mint has very high ratings, so I wouldn't worry too much about them, um, stealing your, your personal information, mm -hmm. but then, but then again, like there are many companies right now, data is the most expensive thing in the world right now. Right. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So be careful what you put in there. And yeah. if you're not comfortable with that, then maybe you can, I, I bet they have manual options as well, where you can just enter in your banks manually. Yeah. So, um, about the security thing, I like, do you, do you check your credit score, um, online in any way? Yes. I use yeah. the app called credit karma. Um, credit karma okay yeah credit karma is it's a free it's a free app again and it, it checks your credit score without actually impacting it yeah um so yeah so you just download it but i know that there, there are two ways of checking your credit score i think it uses like the transunion one um so yeah. try it out see yeah I, I, yeah it'll just give you an approximate score. i i use one called borrowwell and there's like a website and an app for it. I use the website and mm -hmm. uh, like, I think like it updates your credit score like once a, once a month. And like, you can see like a trend of how your credit score has been like going up or down. But also okay. though, like I think to speak about the security is that you can see if there's been any like new lines of credit or any new cards open in your name, just to make sure that nobody's hacked your, uh, your accounts. Yeah. Like your social mm -hmm. security and like, what is it like identity theft? Right. That kind of stuff. So I think like it's important to look at that like maybe once a month. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think checking your credit score once a month is, is yeah. the way to go. Um, then, now, does that one impact your credit score? If you, no, it doesn't. It's a soft okay. credit check. So it's like, okay. It, yeah, yeah. It's just to track your, uh, like your credit score. I, I'm going to have a post on um, how to check your credit score and what credit scores are coming out on Tuesday. Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah. And then another thing, so I don't use Mint. I'm tracking everything still with Excel. Yeah. Doing it the, the manual way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, yeah, it, like, it does take time. Um, and I think the, we talked about it earlier and you said like one little difference is that I can see a history of all my spending. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so in Excel, what do you exactly do? Do you budget... Do you create your budgets and do you also uh, input your history of, of your yeah. transactions every yeah, single just month? Like, uh, okay, okay. Just like any time like I buy something or have a transaction, I put right. it into Excel. So yeah, there's like, and I just keep a new tab for every single month. And then so, cool. okay. so there's always like a history I can go back on to see how much I spent that month. 
Um, now, do you, do you categorize those as well? Like, let's say, okay, clothing, um, like, do you have groups? Yeah, I have groups. Okay. One, one is like restaurants and eating out. One is entertainment. Mm-hmm. One is miscellaneous, which is just craps, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like consumer and- spending, which is literally like a catch all <laughs> for just anything you end up buying. Yeah. Um, one for groceries. Um, okay. So, yeah. Those are just, and then one for gas or transportation. So yeah, do you have a budget just, as well that you want to hit every single month? Let's say fifty dollars uh, on gas or. Uh, yeah, okay, I do. No, yeah, like I do have a fifty per. Yeah, do you? Uh, no. So I actually did use to budget back in school, mm-hmm. and now I'm not. I'm not budgeting as, as often mm-hmm. as I'd like to be, but yeah, I, I definitely need to get started again. So the budget. Mm-hmm. I feel like you only need to do the your budget like once and maybe update it once a month. Yeah. Like it's not an and then like the thing that you need to check regularly is going on mint or tracking your expenses. That you should do regularly. But yeah. your budget is something yeah. that you set at the beginning of the month or whatever. And then you mm-hmm. try to hit those mm-hmm. targets like but by the end of the month, yeah, you should come in hopefully under that or right on target. Yeah. And and what's cool about Mint is that when you sign up um, Mm -hmm. and you create your account, I think initially it comes up, it comes in with like a automatic budget uh, for for you. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, you have this much on clothing, you have this much on gas, you have this much for food and you can adjust all those. Yeah, obviously you need to adjust all that, right? Yeah. Yeah, Like, like, Like for yourself. Yeah. So, so then what's, what's cool about it is again, it shows you as a, like a progress bar. So, um, I get notifications saying, Oh, you went over budget on, let's say food. You spent a hundred, um, $150 when you only had 120 this month. Right. Yeah. So then I know for next month, it's like, okay, now that I spent a bit over, then I have to pay a bit less. Next month. <laughs> um it well, sounds it sounds so nice but does it always work out that no, way no, 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 <laughs> it, no. It, it never works out that way yeah a lot of yeah. the times actually yeah food food is over yeah. uh however for clothing for example i have it set as 200 a month whereas <laughs> i spend yeah whereas i spend like 50 50 you know a month typically but then recently i had a purchase of like 240 dollars. right so so sometimes I go over, sometimes I go under. It's, um, but again, it's nice to just to, to see um, a reminder saying that, hey, you know what? You have $80 left in this month, okay? Yeah, so sometimes it's good. like, oh, I need to spend money then. Like I have $80 I got to spend before the end of the month. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, it, it limits your, again, the, the whole thing with your emotions, right? Because then it provides a bit of logic and a bit of structure for your spending. It's like, okay, now that I have $80, I can actually buy this thing. Um, or if, for example, like this month I spent $500 on, on clothing and then my budget was only 200. That means that I, I really have to cut back on, yeah. on clothing spending. So yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think both are, are good though. Although I want to ask you, how long do you take um, to update your Excel? So I don't know, because like every time I buy something, like I usually put it in that day or the next day. Okay. And it's just like wow. two things, like whatever it was called in the amount. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. It is a manual process that I should probably start using Mint to um, automate. Yeah, to automate it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So do you have any more tips for uh, yeah, yeah. money hacks? We're just uh, getting to number five. <laughs> it's, go- it's going kind of slow. But number five is to set specific saving goals. So let's say you want to buy a car, uh, right? Like you're, you're a student and you just want to save up for a car and your goal is 10000 So actually have that goal in mind. Write it down somewhere. Or if you have Mint, put it down in your Mint app or in Excel. Having that number in mind will really help you, I think, um, just how your brain works is like you'll be focused on that number a mm-hmm. lot more and have a number and it. have a date i think uh yeah 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 exactly set a specific number and a specific date so yeah. ten thousand dollars let's say in one year um out of school you want to have um you want to buy a car so that, that kind of logic i think um yeah having a number in mind will just make it a lot easier to achieve because of just how our brains are wired. I think we're all about setting goals and achieving them, right? So in school, we're like aiming for that A, right? So then um, setting a specific number. And this goes for all things, like even for working out, if you want to lose weight, don't just say, okay, I'm going to eat less, I'm going to work out more, and I'm like, I'm going to be fit. Like once you set a specific number, such as I want to lose like 10 pounds, so then like I weigh right now 175 pounds. I want to lose 10. I need to hit 165 pounds by uh, December. So yeah, having yeah, having that goal in having mind. Goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other thing is open up multiple savings accounts. Uh, so Tangerine has, and I keep on bringing up Tangerine because that's <laughs> the bank that I recently switched over, and I wish I switched over to it a bit sooner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been great so far. And but I know a lot of banks uh, have this feature as well, where you can just open up multiple savings accounts. So you can have a savings accounts for uh, like a general TFSA. um, And then you can have a savings accounts for your vacation, you could have a savings accounts for your uh, emergency fund. Mm -hmm. So just Oh, so you're holding multiple savings accounts with Tangerine? Yeah, yeah, and really? that okay. way, that way, when you use that in combination with automatic uh, withdrawals yeah. or automatic deposits, it just makes it a bit easier. So then you have money going consistently in each of them. Honestly, it does. Yeah, that's what I do, man. Like everything is just mm-hmm. it's leaving my checkings account like on a reoccurring basis. Don't you don't even have to think about it. So do you have do you have multiple savings accounts as well, or like yeah. are they similar to mine? Because yeah, I like, I only have three, but I know some people have like ten. So yeah, well, one's like, I, I have my TFSA with Quest Trade, and mm-hmm. then I have e, I, I use um EQ Bank because okay. um, because right. they have a high um regular like everyday interest rate. Yeah, it's not just like a promotional interest rate. So I have like I have my emergency fund with them, and I also have like a vacation fund where like I put money into there that's dedicated for having fun and going on vacation. Yeah, that's a oh, very yeah, important fund. No, oh, it is. Yeah, like, what's it like? Yeah, <laughs> you need to you live life. You can't just save all your money and not have any fun. I feel like that's not uh, that's not what I'm trying to to preach. Yeah, and uh, f- like when I was in school, I used the same method for my vacation because actually it started from first year. I think one of my friends brought up the idea of. Well, what are we going to do for once we graduate this, right? And yeah. the fact that he brought it up so so early 
we we set a we set a goal because we know we knew that we wanted to go on a big vacation we didn't know what it was so, but we set a goal that we would save a thousand dollars um because in waterloo we have co-op terms so we take around six internships uh, paid internships at different companies so on every single internship you would save at least one thousand dollars that will go towards your vac towards that final vacation once we graduated and that worked extremely well. And when we went on that vacation, it didn't even feel like we were spending our money because that $1,000 times six, right? That $6,000 that we saved up was purely going to be used for that vacation from like uh, a long time ago. Yeah. So it made it feel a lot better. Plus it was a huge sum of money that we didn't have to uh, get from anywhere else. Yeah, I agree. Like, it, and it's like peace of mind going on vacation and knowing that like this is what this many, money was meant for right like you didn't uh, go on vacation like like spending on your credit card where you're like stressed about it because like now how am I going to pay it back like if mm -hmm. you if you just like save for it and you dedicated this money for having fun then it's the vacation's even more fun yeah yeah it's it's a weird i think psychological trick that, that you can do for yourself so then you you kind of trick your brain into um like thinking hey like th this all this money that you're putting into your vacation account is not actually like your money to spend right it, it's you're partitioning it into another thing so then when you actually go on vacation you use that money you feel great yeah because you're like i saved up for this this has been um, like that's its purpose. Yep. I yeah. agree. Um, okay. So number seven would be, okay. Uh, to pay off your credit card, um, minimum every week or so for me, like I, I believe this will just give you a better credit rating or it'll just make it consistent that your credit rating will stay as it is. Um, and so, obviously we know the importance of credit rating. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I agree paying your credit you're paying off your credit cards. Um, yeah. I'm not sure about the, 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 it, like, why is it better to pay it off weekly versus just paying it off like before it's due? Uh, before it's due. I mean, you can do that, but mm -hmm. in some rare cases, let's say if you got fired or um, yeah, you lost your job, especially during these times or something happens and mm -hmm. you actually racked up a fairly large bill. Um, let's say it's more than a thousand dollars, then you may actually not have the funds to pay it off. Right. Whereas if you pay it weekly, then you're, you're paying off smaller amounts. And so yeah. I think that's where like, you need to have like a proper emergency fund though. Right. Like, okay. Like yeah. your emergency fund should be able to take care of you for like four to six months. So I think theoretically, like no matter how much you racked up in credit card debt, as long as it's like mm -hmm. nothing unusual, like you didn't mm -hmm. buy something like a really big one-off expense, mm -hmm. then I think like you, like, like that's what the emergency fund is for, right? Like when something unexpected happens, you're like you're covered. Um, yeah. Yeah. But then in terms of the emergency fund, mm -hmm. right? Uh, like what if you don't want to go into your emergency fund? Like what if you don't want to touch it for, um, for a very long time or for when there's actually like a huge emergency, right? But wouldn't so, you, but I, w wouldn't you classify losing your job in emergency? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, I would. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I totally agree with like, you really need to 
like uh pay off your credit card like every, every single month no matter what like in my opinion or like this is my opinion if you were like carrying credit card debt like month to month mm-hmm. you need to stop using your credit card and yes and, and you need to like uh pay it all off and then maybe don't have a credit card for a few few months to like r- adjust your brain into the idea of only use your credit card to buy things that you have the money for to accumulate accumulate those points yeah if and, you're not cre- if you're yeah. if you're paying interest on the stuff that you're buying there's literally no point in you having a credit card mhm mhm what do you and, think and the, the the interest rate is really high for credit cards yeah it's stupid yeah, it's it's twenty percent. I mean, yeah, like that's, there's that's how co- banks make their money. Yeah, exactly. So, um, no, I, I I do I completely agree with you on on just paying off your credit card. Um, yeah, if it's not every single week, just make sure that you just pay it off um, in the due time, obviously, or every single month, wh- whichever you choose. But just don't let the credit card companies take your uh, hard earned money. Yes, through interest, through accumulation of interest, because yeah, yeah interests are are killer. Yeah, sure. it's it's like I think about it this way. Imagine you had you you could find an investment that paid you twenty per that would ret- give you returns of twenty percent, almost yeah. guaranteed. Yeah, like how much yeah. money would you put in there? Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and that's why even credit card companies, there are a ton of them that actually want to increase your, your balance. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's the same for you, but yeah, I got off. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've been, yeah, I've been getting emails to increase, increase your credit limit. Right. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? Cause I, um, I actually told them, no, I, I want to <laughs> keep my balance as is because I don't want to be tempted to be okay. like, Oh, you know what? Maybe I, I could use my credit card for a huge purchase. I've said yes. And I've mm-hmm. like, like, I just don't even let it phase me. Like I'm not, okay. I'm okay. not buying more. Yeah. To this date, I'm pretty sure I haven't paid. I have not paid a penny in credit card interest. Like I've never had a late payment or like, I've never, um, like I've never like carried a balance like month to month. So as long as I keep doing that, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> Your credit score must be huge. <laughs> <laughs> okay it's okay um yeah okay uh number eight and i guess we we touched on this a bit is yeah. to is to choose the right bank um for example tangerine yeah. in canada has a very high interest rate on yeah. your savings accounts at 2.8 percent but that's limited i think that's only for six months yeah exactly mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah so so one thing i'll say is like yeah i have no problems like i think you ever like if you're paying for banking fees at your bank, you should seriously reevaluate and look at other options like Tangerine because um, yeah. they're free. And mm-hmm. then you could take advantage of that um, introductory interest rate, which you said was six months or eight months. Yeah, I think I think this one is six months. Yeah. Well, okay. mm-hmm. so I just went on the website right now. It says if you open an account, it's 2.8% for five months. Okay. Um, and then I think after that, you should um, you can explore options like e- EQ bank because they're paying out a 2% interest rate um, indefinitely or just currently like that's their flat rate. It's not introductory. It's not going to go away after three months. So that's where I'm holding my emergency fund. Yeah. And I mean, to, to some of the listeners, if, if you're not putting in your money into a, a bank 
into a savings account that charges or that gives you 2% or more, you are losing your money or the value of your money because of inflation. Yeah. The inflation in Canada, it's, it's what, like at 1.8%. I think it ranges between like 1.5 to 1.9. And it, yeah, so, so if your bank is giving you, let's say 0.5%, which is what my previous bank was giving me, then you are just uh, losing the value of your money. And yeah, so yeah. that's why EQ Bank at 2% is actually really good. The only reason why I didn't go with EQ Bank is just because of their, um, like they don't really have much of a, of a history and much of a reputation at this point, right? But yeah. th- they are slowly building and it seems that you've, you, you really like them. So. Yeah, I've been using them for more than a year now and I'm getting like uh, every month I get uh, 2%. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's no, like it's always yeah, nice. Yeah, and especially during this time when you know things are so volatile and, and they're just going up and down, it's, it's nice to know that okay, I have a bit of money that's just growing steadily. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so like we can talk about like what's going right down right now and like in Canada, like because of COVID nineteen, like I think right mm-hmm. now is super super important to have that emergency fund. Um, to have yeah. like a big safety net of funds because if anything happens you need to be prepared and uh yeah i yeah. also i think to go with that it, it, i think it's also just as important now to look at secondary sources of income uh passive income look at ways where you can diversify your income sources because yeah, if I you agree. lose your job then yeah, then yeah, you're not really going to have anything coming in. And I mean, you can apply obviously for the CERB, but that might be enough money for you. It might not be right. So there's a lot of people right now in Toronto that are leaving their, their places and maybe even some assignments that are going up because they just can't afford to, uh, to lose their job. So I think this goes to show the importance of just having a secondary or a third or a fourth, you know, um, yeah. however many you, you can make. And I think for us right now, being like our age, like it's also important for us to get into that. Yeah, like I think like many people underestimate themselves that like they can't have, they can't do something on the side. Like they don't have any skills that they can use to make like another, like to have another source of income. But like, I think that's not true. Like I think like lots of people have like many talents that people want to learn about or like mm-hmm. um um are willing like to pay for it right like yeah. um if you are really good at like math or science or english for example like you can be a tutor right now like a lot of um kids are stuck at home and their parents are the one that has to do a lot of the teaching i'm sure right now is a great time to start tutoring yeah. Um, like yeah. parents are probably like, would like a break from having to teach their kids. So oh, that, that's what I hear from a lot of my coworkers that have kids. They, they can't wait to go back to work mainly because of, yeah, just teaching their kids is, is a huge job in itself. Yeah. And I think the respect for teachers has gone up dramatically during this whole COVID. Um, uh, yeah. So doing something or showing off, um, you know, some of your skills and teaching it to others, I think, um, that's very, it could be profitable, right? There's an audience for everything. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the number nine thing, and this is a smaller thing, but it could, it could impact some people. I think it's to actually use your gift cards. Um, 
Like you, you may have gift cards lying around in your drawers somewhere uh, from Best Buy, from Amazon, doesn't matter uh, mm-hmm. through any clothing stores. Just look through them and actually use them. I know whenever I get the choice of receiving a gift card or cash, I used to always just say cash. Um, but now, but now I, I sometimes ask for gift cards or like those visa gift cards mm-hmm. because it actually forces me to use that gift that the person gave me on something to buy something. Right. Whereas cash, it can be used on gas. It can be used on, um, food. So you're not actually using that, that value that the person gave you, if that makes sense to buy okay. something for yourself. Yeah. So another thing about, uh, gift cards like there are some services like that will buy your gift card out like let's say you got a gift card that you really do not need do not okay. want mm-hmm. like there there are some services which will buy your gift card out and like you'll pay like a, a small fee but you'll get that money back in cash oh yeah um, for sure yeah, yeah i have heard so, of so that. if you want to mm-hmm. get rid of your credit cards because you know that like you will never use it then that yeah. is one option yeah. um another option uh, that like let's say you get those prepaid um uh, mastercard visa. Yep, mm-hmm. or visa cards and um let's say you have a really small balance on there like a few bucks and you're like mm-hmm. oh how am i gonna spend these few dollars um you can actually go on amazon so if you have an amazon account which most people do you can mm-hmm. actually just transfer that money into amazon credit and then that gets um, added to your like Amazon account. I would, right. it's, like an, it's like your Amazon balance. So yeah. let's say you had $5 left on a gift card. You transfer that $5 to Amazon. And then now when you buy something from Amazon, it'll use that $5 first. And then it'll charge like like your credit card on file and like the remainder. Mm-hmm. So, so, so then you can way. fully up, you can fully use up that gift card balance. Exactly. Okay. You, like, so, so yeah, that's one way to get rid of it. And then, I'm pretty sure once you bring it into your Amazon account, there's no more expiry. Like it won't expire anymore, but your yeah. gift cards can expire. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's good to know. And I think in the past I've thrown out some of my gift cards that oh, only man. had like three dollars and fifty-two cents on mm-hmm. them, you know? Um, but yeah, that that's good to know that you could just add them to Amazon. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and the last step, and yeah, it's just to talk to a financial advisor. Um, get a financial advisor, maybe reach out to some of them. Some of them might just have a one-on-one meeting for free, right? Um, You can explain your goals because financial advisors, they typically know a lot better. Um, They've been in this industry. They've helped people in Canada grow their wealth substantially and by making the right investment decisions, right? So they have a good track record. And most of all, they're not going to let you do or they're going to advise you against taking, um, you know, stupid risks or some, some things that will be detrimental to your financial future. Um, so they can lead you to the right path. And I think that's really important, especially when you're younger. So then you actually know what's out there, what type of, what type of services there are here. So one thing about financial advisors, I'll say, is... Uh... Mm-hmm. No, if you can help it, stay away from the financial advisor at the, at the banks. Okay. Um, I okay. think yeah. that uh, they are, they can only promote like the products and services that the bank offers, number one. And yeah. two, they're just trying to hit their sales targets or, the, or their commissions. 
versus okay. just yeah. rather trying to help you. Like try to find a financial advisor that will not make any money based on what advice they provide to you. Like you put, you pay them a flat fee mm. and no matter what you do, they get paid the same amount that therefore they're no longer, they don't have any like influence on what they provide and what they, um, recommending to you that's one thing i'll say about financial advisors oh i see so so they're not they're not biased right yeah they exactly. give you their they're advice yeah okay okay yeah um the financial advisor that i've been in contact with yeah she she doesn't work for the bank uh luckily she works for like her own company so yeah, yeah i think that, that is a good point and yeah. the same goes for i, I want to say for when you apply for mortgages you for a mortgage broker, you don't want to go just to a bank. You want to reach out to mortgage brokers that work with multiple banks. So they are able to give you a better rate in, in most cases. And mm-hmm. they'll also give you that unbiased advice, right? Because a bank can only do so much within what they have, with what type of devices they have. But whereas a mortgage broker that works with multiple banks, they have a lot more access. And they also can probably find you a better deal um, based on the time that you're buying yeah okay i see okay so, and, um, yeah. yeah thanks for sharing yeah. um those 10 tri- 10 tips those are really really great i think mm-hmm. um you're gonna provide a lot of like really useful advice for our listeners oh, thanks, um, yeah so i think that's all the time we have for today okay um, okay yeah i think we've it's pretty a lot of information to unpack there yeah it's Um, pretty detailed yeah Mm -hmm. all right so anton i want to thank you again for coming on my podcast yeah um again my website is uh uprosper.ca and Mm. you should check it out to find um, more tips about how to save money Mm -hmm. and yeah no thank you for the invite i i'm looking forward to you know possibly discussing other topics as well because i know we had some ideas in mind so yeah uh, yeah thanks again and i look forward to the next one all right thank you okay bye bye see ya thanks for listening check out our website at uprosper.ca for more information and to read my full blog posts follow us on instagram at uprosper.ca for daily tips news and money hacks If you want to get in direct contact with me, you can email Rodney at uprosper.ca. Thanks again and catch you in the next episode.